Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre-record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It is Wednesday. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Michael Mergens producing for us today, wherever you are across the Super Talk Mississippi Network, or maybe listen to this later in podcast form. Thanks for joining us. Kelly, I'm back. I don't know what that means, but I'm back. No, we're glad to have you back from the country of India where you guys were doing some some mission work. We're always, uh, you know, we always get a little bit scared when you come back, Luke, because I know it's probably just coincidence, but you wind up getting sick usually, <laughs> and it's two weeks after the fact, but... Uh, we hope you. Th- we hope that that's not the case this year. And again, we don't know that it has anything to do with being in yeah. India, but it's good to have I'll t- you. I'll back. talk more about it later in the program. But it was the best fifteen and a half hour flight that I have ever been on, and uh, I, I mean that really. Sometimes those flights are really bad, but we'll talk about that a little later. We are live from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Good show for you today. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com will join us later. We'll talk about basketball as they. Opened uh, with an exhibition win last night against Delta State. Golf continues to have a historic year on both the men and women's side. We'll get to all that. But joining us uh, live now uh, in this first segment brought to you every day by Dickie's Barbecue. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joins us. And, uh, Heath, I'm back, and and I was able to follow uh, the Golden Eagles um, while I was uh, out of the country. But, I mean, what, what can we say right now? Eagles have won five out of the last six and they hadn't been it hadn't been always pretty, but uh, last week against uh, against Lafayette, uh, against Louisiana, no no doubt at all. Heath, are you Heath, there? I think we lost him. So um, we'll try to work to get Heath Hinton back. But yeah, Kelly, I mean, five out of the last six. Kind of hard to believe you find yourself pinching yourself, making sure it's real, but it is. Yeah, and we talked yesterday on the program that if if Eagle fans before the season started would think November 1st, we're talking about a potential bowl bid, whereas maybe a lot of Eagle fans thought it would be the Louisiana Monroe game that would put them over the top. So they, they certainly have, have overperformed. The basketball team's off to a good start, you know, with Joe Paul being named the president. I, I just think it's been a long time of me following Southern Miss that the University in just about every way, shape, and form seems to be clicking. But I think we've regained Heath Hinton now. And Heath Luke was asking you about, uh, you know, he just got back from India five out of six, seven out of the last ten. It seems like maybe every one of these games now, when it wasn't originally the case, could be, it could be argued that all of the final football games are winnable. Yeah, you look at the formula that Coach Hall and the team is taking to win games, it's 
uh, you know, just running the football, playing really good defense, and not asking your quarterback to do too much. I think uh, we talked two or three weeks ago and talked about, you know, if Zach Wilkie has to throw 25 or 30 times a game, Southern Miss is probably going to be in trouble. Well, he hasn't. He's been around 18, 19, 20 times a game. Uh, they're running the ball. They're using uh, Frank Gore Jr. in the super back well, and the defense has been just playing really, really, really good football. And, you know, there's an old saying, Bowerball. Bowerball won a lot of games, and that's what Southern Miss is playing right now. They run the ball, play good defense, uh, score when you have an opportunity, and good things will happen, and that's what the Golden Eagles are doing. You've got a Georgia State team coming in here for a 2 o'clock kickoff on Saturday afternoon. A little bit different to the Eagles in that you've got a, the Panthers are real senior and junior oriented. They've got a lot of experienced players. Now, people will look at that record and don't let it deceive you. Remember, first couple, three games, they played really tough teams, including North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, on the road. So this uh, Georgia State team coming in here against this young Eagle team, that experience could cause some problems. Yeah, they're a team that, uh, a lot like Southern Miss, likes to run the football. Even their quarterback really likes to run the football. Uh, I mean, let's, that's another team that Southern Miss can get them in the third and long, get them in the passing downs, make them pass a lot more than they want to. Uh, don't allow them to get a lot of uh, yards on first and second down and play strong defense it, they're a lot like Southern Miss offensively right now. So it's ought to be a good test for the Golden Eagles, a team that kind of resembles them, has a really good, strong uh, front seven, uh, the way they play offense. It's a game of two teams that kind of mirror each other. But you just like the momentum that Southern Miss has right now. And you know, as Coach Hall the other day in the presser, I said, what is the one thing that doesn't show up with your 70, 71 freshman and sophomore that doesn't show up on the stats sheet that uh, you see every day in the locker room. What's the one thing that you can say uh, about that? And he goes, you know, he said, I think it's the fact that we're learning how to win. He said, we're, this team is finally figuring out how to win football games. And they're figuring out what they got to do to win. And, and that was a huge step for them. So uh, another tough test this week, but a Golden Eagle team that you can start to see uh, good things happening for them. Heath, uh, I, you know, I've, I've just been able to listen. I haven't really been able to, to watch. In the month of October, um, what did you see? Who, who improved the most? What position group or specific players have improved the most on both sides of the ball in order to see this team now at 5-3, and 3-1 three, three and one in the conference? I think it's the Lions. I think it's the offensive line. I think it's the front seven. I think the offensive line uh, against a really good uh, Lafayette team, Louisiana, Lafayette, Louisiana, whatever you want to call them, Raging Cages, against really good Cajun defense, was able to move the ball, run the football. And on the on the flip side, the front seven for Southern Miss, especially in the first half, did a good job in the gate and the run. And they've really done a good job of that the past uh, three, four, five weeks. And I think you're seeing that's the improvement. You watch that first that first half against uh, Louisiana and the Southern Miss defense was they were they were creating a line of scrimmage about three yards on the other side in in the backfield every play and being able to get after the quarterback and just like with the offensive line they were able to make gaps create gaps with the super back even without it Frank Gore Jr. running the football hard you're not going to take him down the first guy is not going to take him down it's going to take two or three 
five, six yards of carry where they were used to uh, averaging only, you know, two and a half, three yards of carry. Now they're averaging four and a half, five yards of carry. So I think the biggest difference to me on both sides of the ball is the offensive and defensive lines and how, how much better they've gotten throughout the season. What does what what does Zach Wilkie really need to do in this month of November? I mean, I'm, I'm looking Georgia State at Coastal, South Al at ULM. You feel like you know the ULM game is very winnable. You feel like Georgia State uh, is winnable. Coastal and South Alabama, just depending on whether you turn the ball over or not and how your defense plays. But w- what do you think Wilkie is looking to do in this this final four games? What does he need to do? Play inside yourself. Don't try to do too much. If the play is not there, throw it away. Uh, that first play in Louisiana game, he tried to force a pass and didn't get enough air under it. Uh, you don't do that. You just go out there and try not to uh, make the big play uh, every time. Just play within the offense. Take your short completions. Uh, Coach Hall was really happy with what he saw in the RPO last game. He made some good pl- throws on the slant with the RPO. Uh, keep keep growing from there, and just try not to do too much. Uh, let your running backs and let the offensive line work for you. And you got wide receivers. Get them the ball and get the ball in the hand of your playmakers and let them uh, let them do their work. You, you don't have to throw it twenty thirty yards every play. Like we saw, Brownlee took one that was seven yards and took it. What was it? Sixty yards to the house. You just got to be smart and play uh, fundamental football and not make mistakes. Heath, I want to bounce the ball over to the hardwood now. The Eagles, a a quote-unquote exhibition win over Delta State last night. I contended that it was important that they not just win that game, but win it by 30 points. Um, Your thoughts on the first basketball game of the year, albeit exhibition? Hey, much better than last season where they only won by six points. Um, they had they did what they were supposed to do against Delta State and, and beat them by a big margin. Uh, a lot of players shot the ball well. Uh, Crowley shot the ball well. Hase, uh, Pitney did a good job underneath. Um, they've got some pieces in place. They played William Carey uh, Monday. So, once again, another game where you should have a chance to kind of work things out and uh, figure out what you're going to do rotation-wise and who's going to be starting here and uh, I think that's still probably a work in progress, but you know you have to be happy because they shot the ball well. Uh, I think they shot the three right around forty percent, and uh, from the floor right around fifty. So you have to. That was much better than last season. So you have to be happy with what you've seen shooting the ball. Now competition get better, but that's what you're supposed to do in these games is win by thirty. And so if you're uh, Coach Slider, you have to be happy. And Monday. You mentioned the game against William Carey. Michael Mergen's producer-engineer, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be at Reed Green Coliseum on Monday. Yes, broadcasting live. Yeah, for the, for the Eagle Hour there on Monday as we take the show on the road, getting ready for that women's-men's doubleheader. Both women's teams of Carey and Southern Miss will play each other, as will the men's teams. That's all part of the Mayor's Cup. Heath Hinton, BigGoldNation.com. Thank you, as always, for your insight, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. Time to go eat at the fair, guys. Talk to you later. <laughs> Plenty of work to do there at the fair if you're going to eat. When we come back, we're going to talk to Patrick McGee of NOLA.com. The Saints won a game and have catapulted themselves into, well, close to first place. But what a game it was. We'll talk with him about that and more stuff when the Eagle Hour continues in a moment.
Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Good chatting with Heath Hinton of Big Gold Nation. We will talk some more Southern Miss basketball in the next segment as the Eagles win their exhibition last night uh, over Delta State. Time for our second segment brought to you every single day by Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Big home game this weekend. Eagles looking to possibly get bowl eligible uh, with a win this weekend. You coming in and uh, maybe it's time for a new hat like me because I took my Southern Miss hat to India and uh, I just realized over there it's just time for a new hat. But I'll go get mine from Campus Bookmark. You can too. You can shop on Hardy Street or always online, campusbookmark.net. It's Wednesday, so we go down to New Orleans, Louisiana. NOLA.com's own Patrick McGee joins us. And, Patrick, let's talk, talk Saints for a little bit and uh, wind up this, uh, this segment talking some Southern Miss. So, Alvin Kamara, where you been? And that's what my fantasy team's been asking. He's, he's my running back. But three touchdowns and the Saints get a win. Yeah, and I think what we saw uh, Sunday was the reason that that, uh, Dennis Allen stuck with Andy Dalton is because he's better at getting Kamara involved, even though he hadn't really gotten into the end zone. Uh, Dalton's very much at, you know, identifying check downs and getting the ball to Kamara. And and Winston just, that was never his, he was never great at that, and he really struggled at that early in the season. So the offense looked like it's supposed to look, you know. On on Sunday, even though you're missing uh, two of your top receivers in Thomas and Landry, uh, and the defense really finally looked like the defense. So we'll see if if they kind of build on that from here on out. Uh, I mean, it's 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 really easy <laughs> to see how the Saints can win this division, um, but there's got to be consistency, and they and they really have to kind of carry this momentum over to the Ravens game. Someone was saying that uh, Sean Payton was uh, was cheating, and he was actually yeah. communicating with from the field, you know, from from somewhere inside yeah. New Orleans. But but it it really is. I mean, you look at the division um, because Kelly mentioned mm-hmm. that you mentioned it now. I mean, the Saints are one game back behind the Falcons. I mean, this is one of the mm-hmm. you know worst divisions in football, and that actually favors the Saints this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sets up. I mean. Um... You know, I think Carolina's playing a little bit better than it was. Uh, Atlanta's, you know, just I think they've it's been pretty impressive what they've been able to do considering their limitations. They're not outstanding, but uh, they've played, you know, probably the most consistent brand of football uh, throughout the season in that division so far. And the Buccaneers are just tanking. So uh, the Saints are can be, maybe at this moment right now, they're not the best team in the division, but they very well can be the best team. Kill. And uh, I think the Saints can pull this out, and we'll see. Uh, the Ravens game is going to be a tough one, but here, here pretty soon they need to get on a, a two- or three-game win streak, and, the, and that can really put them in a good spot. And you can't help but think that part of the reason the Buccaneers are tanking is all the tumult that Tom Brady is going through off the field, his divorce with his wife, and now there's word breaking today that he and his wife are fighting over custody of Rob Gronkowski. As <laughs> to who will get custody of Gronk. Uh, yeah, I, I just think that I just think that's a bad offense. I think the Saints kind of exposed them last year, and I think everybody's kind of got on board, and they and they know how to beat them now. I, I, I you know, I, I'm not sure. You know, I'm sure it can't help, but I, I think Buccaneers are just a bad team on offense. Yeah, and it was and it was one thing, Patrick, for the Saints to look good on defense. It was another thing to pitch a shutout against a, a Raiders team that was pretty pretty good offensively. Uh, if memory yeah, serves, I yeah. think statistically they were third in the league going into that game, and you, and you pitch a shutout. 
And you got a Ravens team coming in here as multifaceted offensively, and they've done some things to try to bolster their offense. So we're going to see if it was a flash in the pan or if this is a defense that the Saints can keep putting out there. Yeah, it's a, you know, like you said, it's an entirely different offense that the Saints will be uh, facing compared to the Raiders. So we'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think there's just got to be confidence. You saw Peyton Turner. Uh, who really hadn't been on the field at all, got out there and had a couple of sacks. And they're still just trying to get healthy in that secondary. So uh, as long as the pieces fall in place from here on out for the defense, they've got a chance to close really strong and look like that group that was dominant at times last season. And our super intern, Nathan Lee, was there. Nathan, your, your view of uh, the Saints game, the Saints team, rather, that you saw this past Sunday as opposed to previous ones. Yeah, I, I think every Saints fan can agree that you, after that game, you were very happy for the win, but you were confused. Like, is this the is this the Saints team that we thought we would have? Where were they before? It's like you, you, it's one of those games where you just you don't want to look too much into it because wow, that defense looked like the best defense in the league. The offense was effective and efficient. You know, can they do that to these other teams? And then as history has shown, you know, Saints defense, even though they've been good over the past few years, we've had trouble with running quarterbacks, and we know what Lamar Jackson can do to a game. So that's a big thing coming to this game for me is can we limit Lamar Jackson's impro- improvisation uh, during the game? Well, as a hey, Bengal fan, we're hoping that you can do that. Yeah. Go ahead, Luke. Patrick, what's, what's Lattimore's status? Uh, he's, uh, I, I think he's still a question mark. Uh, it, it's kind of a, uh, what I was saying, it's kind of an internal thing that he's dealing with, something that's not easy to just uh, uh, turn around. He'll be back on the field, but it, it's going to be one of those things where they're just going to, it's, it's week to week. I mean, yeah. that's what it comes down to. I think Rashad Bateman may still be out also. Um, so, you know, that, that may bode well uh, for, for the Saints. But Monday Night Football against the Ravens, I will definitely uh, be, be watching it. All right, let's shift gears to, uh, to college football. Patrick, we're pinching ourselves five out of the last six, seven out of the last ten, and really mm-hmm. Louisiana was never in that game. I mean, what, what surprised you the most out of last Thursday with the Golden Eagles? Uh, you know, I, there wasn't much that, honestly, to be honest, I, I wasn't surprised. Um, that game kind of played out how I thought it would. I, maybe I didn't think Southern Miss would jump out as, as quickly as they did in the first half. Uh, but just kind of following the Louisiana team like I have this season, uh, I, I really wasn't a big buyer on their offense. Uh, they've had to go, they've gone back and forth through the quarterback position and really gotten kind of mixed to mediocre to bad results. So I didn't see them really kind of faring well against that Southern Miss defense and then that. Really through that first half, we saw that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, Southern Miss was the better football team, and they went out there and, and showed it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of – you see what the odds – what the spread is on the Georgia State game. I think a lot of people think it's going to be a tight game. And Georgia State here recently has played pretty good ball. Uh, but it's, it's another game I can see Southern Miss winning. Uh, it's a, you know, uh, it's, it's one that Southern Miss should win. Uh, we'll see. Georgia State's capable of coming in and pulling off an upset, but it's kind of hard to pick against that Southern Miss defense at the moment. Well then, let, let me let me rephrase that. Then, so in the last six games, has it surprised you how the Eagles have been able to to find? You know, we were talking earlier. This is how this is how we won under Coach Bauer. Played solid defense, and we you know we could score. But I'm saying you wouldn't you weren't scoring thirty five forty a game. But I mean it it seems like this team and Hall said this this team is finding out how to win, which may be more mm-hmm. important than putting up all the statistics in the world. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it, you know, the good teams are realize what they're good at, you know. Uh, and I think, you know, 
they're gradually finding that that defense is going to win them football games. Uh, they just can't afford a huge screw ups on offense, which will, Zach, Zach Wilkie will, will occasionally do that. But mixing in Frank Gore Jr., I, I think even though he did have that fumble, kind of takes that element of, of, of unpredictability out of the offense and, and just, you know, in terms of, of making mistakes. So, yeah, I mean, this team is really, really good on defense. I mean, if you looked at the group ahead of the season, you saw a big, you know, potentially really talented front seven. And even though they're a little bit thin at linebacker, they're really good. Those Latham and Gill are really good. And you have TQ Newsom out offering some depth. Uh, front seven is really good. Secondary has been outstanding. So if you had, if you had all that up, that, that's, that makes a good defense, and that's what they have. Kelly. And it's really something, when you look at it, that the Eagles are doing this with primarily freshmen and sophomores. You know, so you think all things being equal, and injuries are obviously always a big piece of the puzzle. If this team can stay together, and I say stay together because you got all that transfer portal junk that's out there. Um, right. If this team can stay together with, this, with their youth, um, the future looks bright. Mm. You know, let, let's put it that way. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, and it, it, yeah, I, I would. I would agree, but I, I think also we have to take into account that the sophomores are basically juniors um, uh, for the most part, uh, just through the COVID season and some other stuff. So you've got a bunch of inexperience, you know, that might have to be kind of underclassmen, uh, but they're pretty well experienced at this point. But yeah, I mean, moving forward, this team can be very good. You can see uh, Wilkie really kind of making a big step the next season. He's he, it's all there for him. He's got the ability. Uh, he just has to work on his mechanics as a passer and make much better decisions. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this team can really move forward in progress. And here's how, I, here's why I contend this Georgia State game may be the biggest game of the year. Okay, we say this every week, right? But if you get this one, you're, you're bowl eligible, and I think the term that was used is you're playing on house money. Now, remember, bowl eligible doesn't mean you're going to get a bowl. The Eagles have been 6-6 six and six before under Jay Hobson, did not get a bowl. All right, but if you don't win this one, all right, you take a little bump in confidence, subconsciously perhaps. You got the two toughies coming up, Coastal on the road, South Al at home, who's already bowl eligible. Then it makes that Monroe game an absolute must. Mm. So you give yourself a little bit of cushion. This is this big game, Luke, coming up. Big, big game Saturday. Patrick, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, We'll catch you next week. Always appreciate your time. All right, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. We're going to step away, come back, talk some basketball. Golden Eagles win by 30 last night. We'll talk about that and a lot more going on. Eagle Hour continues on Wednesday. Appreciate Patrick McGee joining us from New Orleans, Louisiana. He's with NOLA.com. Saints get a win. They'll play the Ravens Monday night on uh, Monday Night Football. 
But uh, back to uh, back to Sunbelt football just for a minute. Luke Johnson, Kelly Sander, Nathan Lee, the super intern, Michael Morgan's producing for us. We're at the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by our, our good friend Slade White and his crew over at 4th Street. Nine ninety nine blue plate lunch every day. Of course, you can get a Coke or sweet tea. With that comes with it, and a great place to watch Southern Miss athletics. And Luke, can I can I put this yep. in there too? That Monday night, of course, as you mentioned, the Saints are playing. They're they're going to be a lot of hoodatters mm. at Fourth Street Bar and Grill on Monday night. They're going to have uh, specials and all kinds of fun. So if you if you're looking for a place to watch the game with a bunch of Southern Miss fans, really good folks. Keep 4th Street in mind. The Houdat party will be taking place Monday night against the Ravens at 4th Street. So we're, we've, we're kind of like in a hockey game. This is, a, this is the second intermission this week. Um, and I mean that because eight games down, you had the first, uh, first really period of the schedule, which was all non-conference. And Eagles go 2-2 two and two in that. Kelly, you know, we, we saw this and we said Troy's going to be tough. Arkansas State's winnable, Texas State's winnable, but we all, you know, we all kind of thought this was going to be a two and two part of the schedule, and you know, you'd be at five hundred right now, four and four. But Eagles five and three, um, legitimately, what the realistic expectation for this Final Four? Georgia State at home, at Coastal, South Al at home, at ULM. Just looking at it, I, I think it's uh, it's nice. That it's a uh, home away, home away. I, I like that better than if you drop one, you got to look up next week. You got to be road warriors as well. I kind of like the way that schedule sets up location wise. I, I do too. And really, when you look at all the fanfare that preceded the season regarding the East, right? Appalachian State was practically crowned the champion before a game was even played, and they're an asterisk mm-hmm. now. Coastal was supposed to be good, right? Georgia State was supposed to be better record-wise than they are. The teams that have been, and and even on the Western Division, Louisiana was given the trophy before a game was ever played. Well, lo and behold, you got South Al that has stood up to be counted. The Eagles, you know, are right there. And I think, Luke, we were talking, and and Nathan and Michael, that if you had to name a Sunbelt Coach of the Year right now, Sumrall, Womack, and Will Hall, all from the Western Division would probably have to be the front runners. Is that fair to say? I think. I think. I mean. I, I think Chad will still in the conversation. You know, again because they are seven and one. Yeah, but they were supposed um, to be good. Sure, but I'm saying if you win the conference, then most of the time, more times than not, you get the coach of the year. But to me, it's Summerall in his first year that would that would probably be the lead. Um, and then, of course. Uh, Kane inherited a you know a losing program and he's turned it around faster and, and and better this year. But yeah, I definitely think Will Hall's in the in the conversation, no doubt. Just your updated Sunbelt standings in the East: Coastal four and one, James Madison three and two, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, and Old Dominion all at uh, third at two and two. Marshall at the bottom one and three. Troy four and one, South Al three and one, Southern Miss three and one. Louisiana two and three, and then Texas State, ULM, Arkansas, all uh, one and three. Arkansas State actually one and five. The game to watch, Kelly, tomorrow night, App State at Coastal. Maybe not as much drama as what we thought last year, but um, you know, App State can get right back in the conversation if they were to beat Coastal tomorrow night. Yeah, but you want, as a Southern Miss fan, you want Coastal to win that game. You don't want them having, you know, you don't want them having. Uh, you know, steam coming out of their nostrils after losing to App State when the Eagles have to go there next week. So, and it really, as far as the standings go in the West, it doesn't matter. So, we want Coastal 
How is this, though? App State is a three-point favorite on the road. Doesn't make any sense. And the over-under is 64 in this game. All I know is Lost Wages has a way of knowing <laughs> they seem to Lost know. Lost Wages. <laughs> they, those guys uh, out there in, in Nevada, they seem to know what goes on in these games. Yeah. So Marshall at Old Dominion, South Al at Georgia Southern. That's one the Jags better, better watch out. Troy on the road down in Lafayette, Texas State at Monroe, and then James Madison out of conference um, at Louisville. All right. Flip the page. Different sport. Basketball starts last night, and uh, Golden Eagles got a got a good win. I was I was curious, you know, looking at the uh, the starters. Um, Golden Eagles win eighty four fifty four against Delta State. Just your thoughts about that? Um, of course, I was flying in, so I I just you know saw the box score. But I mean, I kind of like that starting five. Heath kind of hinted at it, and two bigs, like true two bigs on the floor. I think Pinkney started as at the four, but but just some thoughts about last night. I like the fact that there's that there's more offensive depth on this team. One of the things that Ladner and Cardona wanted to do was get some shooters in here. Now you can only base it on one game, right? But they certainly appear to be improved there. Like the football team, they're they're deeper at different positions. They can pl- go inside if they need to with some of the bigger guys, including Felipe Haas. If, and, and Haas is a unique talent, too, because he can shoot on the perimeter as well as that 6'10", mm-hmm. 6'9", or 6'10", on the perimeter. So, again, it was a big game because outsiders looking in, and bless their hearts, it looked like there were a lot of outsiders uh, looking in last night to see how this team would perform. They, they, did, they played well. And everybody knows you know, that this is, this is going to be a make-or-break season for the Eagle ba- basketball program. What, I'm, what I want to know is why is the Delta State game an exhibition when William Carey, who plays NAIA, is not an exhibition? I would think it would be the other way around. Do we know anything about how that works? No, I, I don't. But yeah, yeah, when you look at the official schedule, Delta State is listed as an exhibition. William Carey is. It? I, I'm not sure that William Carey will actually count. You know, as far as um, an official win, but it, that's the way it's listed. It's not listed as a as a um, exhibition game. Then you turn around. You know, week from week from Friday, you go to Vandy at, at Nashville. Yeah, and they start they start Sunbelt Conference play. You know, unlike years past where it's been in January is usually when conference play starts. They start Sunbelt Conference play between Christmas and New Year's. So they get going uh, pretty quickly. So not a lot of time. And, you know, in November, there's just sporadic games. And even in December, there's, you know, maybe a game a week. You know, but then uh, after Christmas gets behind us, then they start playing the two and three games yeah. a week. And that's, that's when you'll find out what this Eagle team you know, is made of. You remember, Luke, last February – January or February, I want to think. I want to say it was late January this year. I was on the Eagle Hour and and made a case for a fourth year for Jay Ladner when a lot of people weren't weren't really sure what his status was going to be. And I made a case for his fourth year. I said, when you look at places that he's been, including his last stop at Southeastern Louisiana, the fourth year was the year that the gas got to the engine, right, and they took off. Right in that fourth year, and I'm hoping that that's going to be the case this year. And there's all indications that that will be the case. But the basketball landscape has changed because now you've got to re-recruit your team every year because of the transfer portal. He's even seen that the last two seasons, so it's really it's tough to really emotionally attach yourself to any sports team when. They may not; those players may not be back the next year. I just think we're really going to see a lot of that, particularly in basketball. I, I hope 
I hope that the Eagles who are here will stay. Um, but I just think that's something that all basketball coaches are going to have to deal with every year going forward. Yeah. Eagles win 84-54. Starting lineup was Austin Crowley, Mo Arnold, and then you, we mentioned the bigs. Forgot to mention, I mean, Denaje Harris counts, too. He played the three last night. He's 6'7". So 6'7", Pinkney at 6'8", Haas at 6'9". So you had some, some bigs out there. Um, for the, the game, Eagles shot 30 of 63, 47.6%. Shot made eleven threes last night. They were eleven of twenty nine, so they shot right at thirty eight percent for the game. Missed seven free throws, but Aladner able to play a, a, a lot of people last night. Neftali Alvarez, Donovan Ivory, Tyler Mormon, and Victor Hart and uh, Nico Arguire all played um, over ten minutes. So uh, and in yeah. that and in that three point shooting, Luke, that you mentioned, you could go back and look at box scores from games last year, and it would take them four, maybe five games to cumulatively shoot 11, make 11 three-pointers. I mean, they just did not – they just were not good three-point shooters last year. Yeah. And if and if you don't have three-point shooting, then the other teams know you're going to have to play inside the arc. Mm. And uh, now that Southern Miss has that added element, it's going to change the way that other teams have to prepare for them, and that's a good thing, obviously. Pinckney with six points and nine rebounds. Haas had ten points. And two rebounds. He uh, he went two for three last night from from three point land. So Golden Eagles uh, win last night and uh, open the uh, the 20, 22-2023 with an exhibition win, eighty four fifty four over Delta State. And like Kelly said, we will be live at Reed Green Coliseum on Monday. Uh, Joy Lee McNellis and uh, Jay Ladner will join us as uh, I think the, the ladies play early and we'll be getting there. I think right when they are wrapping up, but the men will play seven o'clock um, at at Reed Green Coliseum. Um, all right, we're about to hit hard breaks. We'll talk more about it. I, I, I want to take the fourth segment, and, and I want to talk a little golf, simply because... They're good, aren't they? Man, Ryan the, the, men guy. In, <laughs> the men are in the top 45 in the country. Uh, women ended their fall season. I was texting Coach uh, Lucy Nunn-Burke a little earlier, and uh, a Golden Eagle, uh, a, a lady Golden Eagle, finishing up her career with an impressive... Victory, and then we'll talk more about the men. But yeah, golf—they're—they're they're really good this year at Southern Miss. We'll finish up the Eagle Hour right after these commercial messages. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This final segment of the Eagle Hour on this Wednesday as we begin that downhill slide toward the weekend is brought to you by D1 and D-Bat training in Hattiesburg. Temperatures starting to go down at night. And, of course, it's a little bit chilly to get out there and work the youngsters in baseball and softball. But, you know, right after we flip the calendar over, travel ball tournaments start revving up. So you want to get ready, and they can take care of you at D1 and D-Bat, whether you want to get physically ready or just get your reps in in the batting cages. They've got the, the pro shop there and trainers, whatever you want to do to get ready. They've got 
trainers ready to get you where you want to be at D1 and DBAT training. They're glad to be supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. We had the women's championship. When I say championship, we're talking Sunbelt championship cross-country runners on the show yesterday. First time in the Sunbelt, the cross-country team wins the women's cross-country conference championship. And Luke, our athlete of the day today is a women's golfer at Southern Miss. Friend, friend is her first name. All right. Last name. And I got to make sure I get it right. Chompadaka. Chompitadaka. There you go. Friend Chompitadaka from Thailand. Friend is a senior lady golfer. She's from Thailand. And uh, she is graduating in December. And so after December, uh, she'll be moving back uh, to her family in Thailand, has been a Golden Eagle her entire career, was uh, named All-Conference USA a few years back. And what does she do? In the la- her last tournament, uh, last tournament of the fall for the Lady Eagles, but her last tournament uh, for uh, as a Lady Golden Eagle, she helps the, the Lady Eagles finish third out of ten teams at the Hattiesburg Country Club. Goes out uh, with her, her Golden Eagle career, gets to play at her home course, and the Lady Eagles finished third. You know, you look at what they did this year. Uh, they kind of stumbled out of the gate uh, down in Mobile, the uh, USA South Alabama Intercollegiate, 10th out of 13th. But then they won the Hoover Classic by UAB. They won the whole thing as a team, went, finished 8th out of 21 teams up in Seattle, Washington, finished 5th out of 16 teams at Jonesboro. And then finished in the, the top three here. So I tell you what, you know, it, it's athletes like friend, um, that, uh, make Southern Miss what it is. Uh, so many of these, these students get the opportunity to have an education in the United States. And we just want to salute her. Uh, I was texting earlier with, uh, with coach, coach Burke and she will, uh, after she graduates, and that's so important, man. She's, she's going to graduate. Finish out her uh, finish out her her time this fall in Hattiesburg, and then be moving back. So, we we salute her as well as the Lady Eagles. They will uh, have the rest of the semester off and get ready for the Tulane Classic in in February. Friend, I know you guys. Friend, go ahead. Friend Chompitadaka. We just go. like saying the name. Mm-hmm. So, I know you guys talked about um, the the men, but I mean this is this is historic. We'll work to get Eddie Brescher and Lucy Nunberg on uh, next week. Yeah, but, I mean Ryan what a been a stud, Adney. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Dupuis has been a real stud on the guy's side. Lights yeah. out. Yeah, he's been man. playing really well. Hey, tonight, uh, basketball fans, the Golden Eagle men's basketball team is having a social. It's free to get in tonight um, at a local watering hole in Hattiesburg. Uh, since they don't sponsor the show, we really can't mention their name, although you could probably get a nice cold brewski there. <laughs> uh, but it starts at 6 o'clock. Tonight, all the Golden Eagle players will be there. Coaches will be there. Uh, you can get autographs. They'll have some schedules, you know, printed out for you. But uh, just a chance for you to to put names with faces and see some of the guys and coaches that you're going to be cheering for in the upcoming season. No, we're just kidding. It is at Brewski's in Hattiesburg, and it's at six o'clock tonight. So the Golden Eagle basketball social free tonight at six o'clock. Also, Lady Eagles open their basketball season tonight at 6 p.m. In Reed Green, they'll be taking on Auburn University at Montgomery. It is an exhibition game. Free admission tonight. Free admission. So maybe um, you can go watch the Lady Eagles and then maybe catch the end of of, uh, of that social with the with the men eagle the, the the dudes I should say. But yeah, Lady Eagles open tonight at 6 p.m. And again, Kelly, tell people where we will be next Monday. We are going to be at the greenhouse uh, for our edition of the Eagle Hour. As Luke mentioned, we're going to be wrapping up 
uh, women's coverage. The women will play at 11 next Thursday morning against William and Carrie. Or no, that's William and Mary. William it? and Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> William Carey. And then the men will play a night game. But we'll be there. It'll be all basketball next Monday, pretty much, besides the football recap. And don't forget the football game on Saturday, everybody, is a 2 o'clock start. So make your tailgating plans accordingly. We've gotten away from the 6 o'clock starts now. A little bit warmer at 2 in the afternoon. Won't, won't be quite so cold. But nevertheless, need you there. And uh, the outcome is ever so important. We, uh, we always give a shout-out to our friends that, that help us. Uh, the Patrick McGee of Hattiesburg, uh, WP McGee, always on top of stuff. He, he, he tweeted out um, last night, he just always watches stuff all over. And so we know now, based off the releasing of another team's schedule, that the Golden Eagles will open the 2023 baseball season hosting the Liberty Flames at Pete Taylor Park. Yeah. Liberty releasing their Boy. baseball schedule yesterday. That should be really good. They went 2-2 went two and two in the Knoxville Regional. I know, but I don't like Liberty. <laughs> I mean, they, they. I would love to have a mulligan in football. <laughs> sure. Gosh, please. And have that game back. Mm. You know, Scott but, Barry, he'll avenge Will Hall for, for that yeah. four-time over, overtime loss. Yeah, and Tulane now, what, ranked 19th in the college football rankings? 16th. 16th. And Guess who they lost to, Kelly? Guess who missed. they lost to? Yeah, it's not such a fluke anymore, is no. it? Eagles. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, appreciate you joining us on this Wednesday. If you missed us, we're on all kinds of podcasting platforms. All of those. Go find them. You know what they are. We tell you every single day. We'll catch you tomorrow. Same time, same place. And as always, Southern Miss to the, to the top. To Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.